Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dare to be different in Yumiko's new Grace Velvet Collection. Introduced by Maria Kochakova, this brand new fabric is bold in color, singular in presence, and classic in style. As one of Yumiko's favorite ventures to date, the fabric subtly reflects light in its own way and exudes a spirit of confidence to inspire every dancer to find strength in their individuality. Shop the collection online at yumiko.com and in stores now. Don't forget to also check out the recently launched 2020 colors and monthly ready to wear options. This episode is brought to you by the Town of Vail, a sponsor helping to host the Vail Dance Festival in our community. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week on Conversations on Dance, we are joined by Michael Montgomery, dancer with Alonzo King Lines Ballet from the 2019 Vail Dance Festival. Michael was born in Long Beach, California, trained at the Orange County High School of the Arts, and studied at the Alvin Ailey School in the certificate program. In 2011, he graduated from the Alonzo King Lines Ballet BFA program at Dominican University of California. In 2010, he joined Lines Ballet and was named to the list of 25 to watch by Dance Magazine in 2013. We talk with Michael about his origins in dance, the BFA program at Dominican University, what a typical day is like as a member of Lines, and what it is like working in the studio with Alonzo during his creation process. Hi, Michael. Thank you for coming up today to talk to us. We really appreciate having you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's just start at the beginning. You grew up in Long Beach, California. How did you first get interested in dance? Um... Well, I was due to go to a school in my district that was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother, as a single mom, was very concerned about that. <laughs> um, so we started singing. And I got into OSHA, Orange County High School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. And it was seventh grade. And my voice changed. Um, <laughs> it dropped. It was like magical changes, you know. <laughs> 
And I hated the way my voice sounded, but I didn't want to leave the school. Right, right. Um, and they had a dance program. And so I kind of walked in and said, oh, you know, I'm I'm a guy. Right. And Need I, me? <laughs> I like to move. I love Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, and they took me. Uh, and from there, it kind of was just this ongoing relationship that I kind of fell into yeah. with dance. So um, that was in seventh grade, what you yeah. said? So that was kind yeah, of a later start. How did you, did you find that really challenging? Had you ever had any experience with dance before then? Or um, I did here and there, like yeah. through music and theater. Uh-huh. Um, so sense. movement yeah. was still mm-hmm. like prevalent in right. growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely not like the technical right. aspect mm-hmm. right. of it all. And, you know, like the whole blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like with all jokes aside. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was a struggle. Um, I do think that most times in dance, men do have it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. We can start later. Later, right. Um, because in many cases, we are the hanger to the mink. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the mink has been in ballet and in dance since <laughs> like age three. <laughs> so um, in that respect, yeah, it was it was a little bit easier, but always a challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what were the ways that you then sought to sort of hone your technique to sort of make up for that late start? Um, well, luckily with the performing arts school, we had like a really strict regiment of classes. Every day we were taking two classes after our academics um, from 3.30 to 5.30. Um Wow, I haven't thought about high school in so long. <laughs> Remember Took that. me a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we would take anything from tap, jazz, hip hop, modern, lyrical, um, and we'd kind of handle all of it every week. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was catching up mm-hmm. just through the classes um, and then would go to classes after school to kind of wow. yeah, double a, up. A lot of training, even for a high school student. I mean, yeah. A lot of time in the studios. Did you do ballet at all? Um, I was supposed to. And? (laughs) We're not into it? Um, no. If I can be so honest, I was not. Um, I did not want to wear those silly little slippers. (laughs) And I could not be paid enough to put on a pair of tights. Uh... And so I mostly stuck with the lyrical. Yeah. That was my jam. That was your jam. Totally. (laughs) Um, and anytime we had ballet class, I'd try to find a way to get out of it or go and sit in the front of the class and just, oh, that's sick. How, that's how I was with jazz. I was like, I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah. I want to go sit down. It's totally that. And I like, just did not want people to see like my oh, lack of for me. knowledge of everything. <laughs> um, but I definitely got to see ballet class um, and got to kind of get a taste of it. I didn't start really going forth with ballet until I graduated high school mm-hmm. and went to Alvin Ailey. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I bought my first dance belt <laughs> and my first pair of ballet slippers. Uh-huh. Um, so was was the move to Ailey kind of indicative of a sort of like idea that you wanted to do this professionally? Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somewhere in my junior year. We had a master class um, with uh, Alvin Ailey dancer and I was watching them move and kind of just saw, saw it all almost for the first time and definitely felt like there's a place for me in this dance world Mm -hmm. if I took it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, And afterwards he said, you know, you could, you could get into Ailey, like if you worked hard enough. I'm not sure if that was just, you know, 
egging me on to, to like, you, yeah. yeah, or if it was serious, but I definitely took it seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and auditioned, like, I think two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their audition, you send in a picture of you, like, in first or best. Oh, yeah. In second. <laughs> they kind of just, like, do yeah. it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I luckily got into their certificate program. So you got in just from those two pictures? Yeah, from their pictures. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we we had to send that in. We sent in a video mm-hmm. of us dancing. I didn't have anything besides like a lyrical solo that I choreographed myself <laughs> yeah. um, in my living room. And so I sent that. And from that, I guess they were willing to give me a chance. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I feel lucky. What was your time like there? What was the training like? <clears throat> or was Very it, how, how did that differ from what you'd had? Um, you know, Ailey's no joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not high school. You're out of mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Puppy yeah. life is over. Mm-hmm. Now you're really paying for what you think you want. Mm-hmm. And um, people look at you in that same respect, that you want to be here, that you're not being forced to be here, that your right. mom isn't putting you here for safety of your life mm-hmm. in a high school world. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the work ethic was very, very different. And they had high demands of all of their students. Um which was a blessing mm-hmm. in disguise. I feel like I really started to understand technique there. Mm-hmm. And I was only there for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I went to lines. Mm-hmm. So what, how did that transition come about? I always wanted to go to college. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I love English language. Um, and so I wanted to go for English literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I double majored in dance and English. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was there, I was in the Lines BFA program. So tell us a little bit about this. This is at Dominican University. Is yes. that correct? So tell this is so cool. We were looking up the program. I didn't know it existed. How yeah. nice. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Um I was a part of the second ever class mm-hmm. that existed. So when we were Fair. there, there were no juniors or seniors. <laughs> um, we just had one class above us that, you know, I was kind of dancing with because mm-hmm. they didn't have any boys at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with that boy thing. <laughs> boy there <luck>. we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a wonderful program uh, under direction of Marina Hotchkiss, who's actually a former dancer of Alonzo's mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Um, she was kind of one of his muses wow. from the beginning. And she's cool. a beautiful, beautiful human being. It was comparable to their training program, which had been around a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they wanted to instill an educative degree Mm -hmm. to their dancers as well. So they were kind of scouting out schools and looking and Dominican university didn't have one. Mm -hmm. They were mostly a sports school. Um, And so it was a perfect fit because it was right there across the golden gate bridge. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a private school. Mm -hmm. They had wonderful classes of like arts and humanities, which fell perfectly with Alonzo's philosophies and beliefs in dance Mm -hmm. movement and life in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. So do you know, did Lines then approach the school? Like they were looking, they were the ones that were kind of going out for this? Or do you know if it came the other way, maybe? You know, not I'm so not sure. 100% yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'd be hesitant to right. say so either way. It's just so cool to be able to have, I just feel like it's kind of a unique program, right? Mm-hmm. That it really is sort of a feeder into the company. Is that correct? In some ways, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It definitely has happened for a few of us yeah. now mm-hmm. in the company. We came through yeah. the schooling system. Right. Um, but I, I also noticed that a lot of the students that come, they they come here to just get the philosophies mm-hmm. that we work around right. um, without deep hope mm-hmm. 
of getting in the company gotcha. or putting all their eggs in that basket. Right. That's interesting um, because if it were really connected to the company in a way of like a school, like on its own, that would probably be like an expectation that people had. In this yes. way, they're just like looking to learn from Alonzo. Right. So how involved is he in that program? Heavily. Yeah. Yes. Heavily involved. Even um, right now, he's probably back from this festival. Yeah. Teaching them. Yeah. He wow. does an Alonzo week with the seniors every year. Um, he'll come in and teach them rep sometimes mm-hmm. throughout the year. He also is heavily invested into the summer program. Mm-hmm. Very cool. He'll do that there as well. Awesome. He kind of spreads himself as thin as he possibly can wow. and just still manages to do it. It's like miraculous. Yeah. yeah. When you That's decided to go there, were you aware of Alonzo's work or was it just a happy coincidence? Kind of like you were like, I need school and dance and this has both. I knew of their pictures this was back when barnes and nobles existed uh and i remember getting their calendar mm-hmm. i remember the calendar yeah. and yeah. here i'm just like i don't have any more words i just remember looking and i believe it was a photo of maria kerr and my mind was just blown away i had never seen a picture and still look like it's actually moving and breathing mm-hmm and there's a longevity in each shape and like articulation that felt like you were actually at the show. Right. Wherever that show was in right. space because these creatures I'd never right. even imagined existed in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I want to move like that. I want dance to feel the way it does when I'm in my room and mm-hmm. choreographing mm-hmm. myself and listening to, you know, Janet Jackson and thinking <laughs> that this could be it. <laughs> I want that feeling always. And I don't want to be stuck in this fortified idea of strict classicism, which is so void of spirit mm-hmm. in many places. Um, and so I went to lines because I knew that there I would just be fed, mm-hmm. spiritually fed, technically fed. I would be able to find out who I am while trying to learn what we all need to know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So when did you begin to dance with the company then? Um, Alonzo asked me to join the company my junior year, mm-hmm. um, which came as a shock because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't even get to really audition. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, my dream my dream came true early. Mm-hmm. I had planned on graduating and auditioning and not getting in and auditioning again mm-hmm. and not getting in and, you know, just beating on the door until yeah. he finally let me in. <laughs> um, and my junior year, he he asked me to join and I said, you know, I'm in school. I don't know... Yeah, like, what like is that how, how are we going to do work. this? Yeah. Because I don't want to stop schooling. It's right. really important. And he said, if I can make it to where you can still graduate on time with your class, um, you would be doing a lot of work. But would you tour with us? And I said, if you can make that happen, I'll You're do great. as much work as it takes. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And the next day, it was a congratulations. Welcome mm-hmm. to the company. Wow. So then what were the, so was that at the beginning of your junior year? Like how many, how much time was left for you to have that really intense? Yeah, it was, um, towards the beginning of my junior year. Two years almost. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like kind of balancing your education and a full blown company life? 
it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. It, I had no idea what it would be like. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but I felt really lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt really, really lucky, really grateful. So the work was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the teachers were really supportive at Dominican University. They mm-hmm. really understood what a big deal this was mm-hmm. and what an honor it is to get to work with Alonzo at any age. Mm-hmm. Um, so they fully supported me. And, you know, I was just touring the world and doing homework mm-hmm. in uh, my hotel room. <laughs> so I'm wondering, you know, we talk a lot to dancers about transition from a school to a company. I'm wondering if your experience was a little bit different because you'd already been working with Alonzo. So was it, did it feel kind of like second nature at that point or did you have completely. a big shift? It did feel like second nature. And it was also something that allowed me to see how stressful that transition actually really is Mm -hmm. um you know as artists we are in part a little bit masochistic Mm -hmm. a little and we (laughs) (laughs) and um we keep a lot of the stresses to ourselves right because that's what we're trained to do we Mm -hmm. we have that in our ritual Mm -hmm. you know um and so being in a company and kind of feeling in my body this this calm, mm-hmm. this air of calm. Oh, I have a job. I'm still in school, but once I'm out of school, I already have a job. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. I I noticed all of my peers and the way that they were thinking about these next steps, mm-hmm. and um, it was really informative. You know, some some of my peers, you can see them doing it very calculated, mm-hmm. where they look at their body their physical body and then they start looking at companies that match their physical body. Right. Right. And you know, I'd look at that and it was just like, you're crazy. Just go for what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. Just get what you want. Right. But they were scared of course. Right. They tried and well, that body doesn't fit. And then hearing that is, you know, completely. Yeah, Yeah. completely. And this idea of time, and how, oh, we're almost done with schooling. Like, I need to have a job. Panic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I don't have one yet. And th- this person just got one. And, oh, my yeah. gosh. It's almost like that um that baby syndrome that comes like <laughs> in later years when all of your friends start having babies. And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't even have a boyfriend. Like, oh, no. <laughs> um, it's kind of like you see one of those kind right, of worries. Right, yeah. Um, but, you know, it was it, – it definitely – made me feel really grateful and made me see how lucky I have at this lifetime yeah. mm-hmm. to kind of not have to stress about those things and really just dedicate myself okay. fully to the two parts of my life that I was invested in, which mm-hmm. was schooling and lines. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what Alonso's dance philosophy is and why that spoke to you so much? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a, that's a loaded question, but I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to answer it Alonzo instantly and initially believes that there is no roof to perfection. Mm-hmm. There is this realm of ideas and shapes that are so heavily married together that you are not replicating them or creating them, mm-hmm. you're embodying them mm-hmm. and becoming them. They're a part of you, right. which speaks light years on its own. Right. Just mm-hmm. even that idea of thinking of movement in this way where you're not a cookie cutter mm-hmm. dancer. You're not 
trying to be this person on your right-hand side or this person on your left. You are all investing in what it means Mm -hmm. to do movement and what it means to dance, which is such a deeper unification Mm -hmm. of of artists Mm -hmm. because it's in this intangible interconnectedness that that we already have, Mm -hmm. just as dancers. Mm -hmm. Um, He... He also, as a choreographer, I think, just makes wonderful works that not only feature each dancer, mm-hmm. but it delivers the same message, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, for the audience. Mm-hmm. Not as a spectacle for the audience, but it's it's this idea that you can watch his work and you see yourself mm-hmm. In the company members up on stage, you yeah. see yourself in, you know, the stories that he's telling sometimes. You you see yourself in these stories. And when the piece is over, you leave feeling like you've changed. Mm-hmm. You leave the theater a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's iconic to me because he, lo- he loves us. Mm-hmm. And it's not about him. Mm-hmm. It's about our growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's such a big deal. Right. That's such a big deal these days in a world that mm-hmm. clearly is lacking so much humanity. It's almost a dying art and mm-hmm. to have a choreographer that cares about you. Right. We will return to conversations on dance in a moment. But first, this week we are sponsored by our good friends at Vayette Virtual Ballet School, the next stage of ballet training. Vayette Virtual Ballet School is a one-of-a-kind online ballet classroom providing world-class ballet training to aspiring students regardless of their location. Vayette Virtual Ballet School believes that teaching proper technique is just as important as nurturing the mental, physical, and emotional aspects of their students. Vayette Virtual Ballet School is an extra push that you need heading into your upcoming audition, competition, or summer intensives. For more information, visit VayetteVirtualBalletSchool.com. That's V-E-Y-E-T-T-E VirtualBalletSchool.com. Or click the link in the description of this episode. I wonder if one of the things that doesn't um, assist in that mm. is the fact that you are... How many dancers are in the company total? Is it There are 11. 11. Mm-hmm. So... When we spoke with Aji too, it was it. She was just saying how that takes a level of competition out of it, and you mm-hmm. can instead then focus on your individual artistic growth because you're not worried. Okay, well, this person's coming for my part. <laughs> <laughs> no, completely. I mean, there are only eleven of us, and Alonzo usually creates two new ballets a year. They're typically forty minutes to an hour long. Doing that math we're all exhausted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. And in most cases, we're looking at each other and we're like, do you want to do this part? Because (laughs) I'm so tired. Uh I would love to teach it to you. Like, why don't you just learn it? (laughs) Just in case. Mm. Um, It's a family because it's so small. And yeah, there is no competition. But I think that's also in the way that Alonzo teaches and encourages his artists. Um, He doesn't, he doesn't have favorites because there's no need for favoritism when everybody Mm -hmm. has such a divine spirit in the world. Mm -hmm. Like how could you possibly say, Mm -hmm. Oh, you, your light is so much better than 
than her light. Uh-huh. I want you to do this role. You right. Know, it's, uh, he handpicked all of you. Yeah. So, yeah. We're all his children. Mm-hmm. And we feel that way. And we all feel like siblings in that same respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really, really wonderful place. Mm-hmm. So is. for us coming from a company that had 50 dancers, wow. we wonder what your schedule is like on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. For us, you know, we would be staggering rehearsals, that sort of thing. But I imagine that you guys are always together. How does your, what's a typical day like? Typical day. Um in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Monday yes. through Friday in San Francisco. <laughs> we'll go to the Odd Fellows Center at Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have class at 11. Mm-hmm. And then we'll start rehearsal day at 1245. And we will give all that we've got until 6 p.m. Wow. With one 20-minute, 25-minute lunch break. Nope, that's um, short. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, by that point, like, you know, right. you're so exhausted after of dancing course. that you don't really have an appetite right, right, right. at lunch. Right. You kind That's of have true. to like take 10 minutes to cool down and yeah. figure out where you are in the world right, again. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a long day. Right. And it's you a long day and it's all of us together. All always. of you dancing pretty much the whole time. Yeah. We'll be wow. creating a new work and then we'll be rehearsing the rep that we tour. Because we have a super extensive tour schedule throughout the year. Right, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. How does that um, affect the work you do? And what are some of the, I guess, pros and cons of touring life? Well, right now, um, in an economic state, it is definitely a con to be touring so much and paying so much living in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Because we are paying an arm leg on our unborn children Mm -hmm. (laughs) to leave jackets in right. a room mm-hmm. and we're gone for months at a time mm-hmm. um so that's rough but i've always wanted to tour the world as a kid and so the pros definitely outweigh the cons <laughs> yeah we get to see the world and we get to meet artists from all around the world we get to meet people who adore the arts and had never seen alonzo's work and we get to see the way that that sparks their mind Mm -hmm. and you get to see the light in people's eyes after they see what we do. Um, It's really rewarding. makes you feel like you've changed like a part of the world Mm -hmm. everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. So how long would you say, um, how much of your season would you say, are you guys touring? How long are you gone from home? Mm -hmm. How many months do you pay? That's just (laughs) the back in the room. (laughs) Um, Well, I would probably say more than six. Oh, wow. wow. Really? Yeah, definitely. Easily. What kind of toll? Like for me, I would think like I love being at home. <laughs> so I'd be like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's hard to be away from home, but I guess you're going with your family essentially yeah, everywhere. Yeah, going kind with of. the family. And yeah. so that really helps. Yeah. We never feel alone mm-hmm. anywhere we are. And mm-hmm. even when we're in San Francisco, we're, we're together still, right. you yeah. know, even Aji and I live three blocks away from each other. And uh-huh. she and I, like every other weekend, she'll come over and do laundry at my house. And we'll just like sit and <laughs> chat and catch up as mm-hmm. if we don't already know what's See going on in each other's life. Um, isn't that a funny thing it dancers do? We, do? we would do the same thing. It's like, okay, well, we just spent eight hours together for the last seven weeks. And today, let's go to happy hour. Yeah. And like, <laughs> let's catch talk up. about it's, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so how are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And let's not talk about work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we would talk about work. <laughs> uh, um, something I was thinking of is that, like, the demands on these 11 individual bodies mm-hmm. are so great. How do you deal with an injury? If one person goes out, that has to have a huge ripple effect. Definitely. Um, because we're a family, we 
fight for our family. Mm-hmm. If they're injured, we cover it with no questions asked, no feelings added. Mm-hmm. We just do it. You know, if somebody's out, they got to heal. Yeah. We want them back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So people usually pick up the slack mm-hmm. and we'll learn extra parts. Often how many people are there to cover or something? So if there's 11 of you, what's like the biggest cast of a ballet that you do? Is there just one person or there two? How does that kind of work? Of injuries? No, in I mean covers. like covers, like oh, covers. understudies, people that could go in. All of us. It's also it's also kind of in the way that Alonzo works mm-hmm. and workshops his pieces in mm-hmm. the creative process. I guess I'll talk more about that yeah, too. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, great. Because you know he doesn't um, he doesn't come in with a preconceived notion of what he wants to do mm-hmm. always, right? And if he does, he doesn't let us know that. Mm-hmm. He starts the work with teaching phrases that we all learn. We learn right. every single phrase, all eleven of us, mm-hmm. and then. Over time, it starts to form into a piece, and he'll say, "Oh, Michael, you know, I want you to come in here and do A, D, and F, mm-hmm. and then Aji, you're gonna catch him on D, and you're gonna do it to the left and retrograde it and do it a little bit slower, mm-hmm. and then the piece kind of starts to formulate, and then he'll say, okay, and now where are my artists? Like, right. put in your spices to this gumbo. Right, I'm not <laughs> seeing you. Right, and so then it starts to turn into." to our own step right mm, we he gives us the trust to mm-hmm. to take it and <clears throat> do with it what we need without mm-hmm. it being contrived or dishonest mm-hmm. to to his message but the base of it you've all kind of picked up on yeah because you were all there creating at the same time completely um so all of this all of the steps look familiar to all of us uh-huh. mm-hmm. um and if somebody's injured we just rack the catacombs of our brain and <laughs> try to get the step back and we'll look at the video and just relearn yeah. it. Um, and so in that respect, we're all each other's covers and we just hope nobody gets injured. But it's happened in the past many times. Um, we've even been in this company. I've been here 10 years. We've been down to eight dancers mm, wow. at one point because of injuries and surgeries, um, which... Was, a huge percentage of your it, overall yeah, company. Yeah. It was insane and right. so much touring that mm-hmm. season, um, but it managed to work out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So just for our listeners who, who might not know, sometimes in a situation where you have enough covers for a ballet, you would have, or a work, you would have one person kind of that's not doing the piece and would be able to step into one person's role should they go out or get injured. So it sounds to me like maybe what you guys do is if one person goes out, there's a few of you that kind of contribute to because there's not just one person waiting in the back of the room, like, I'll take care of someone's part. It's like right. you all kind of like, make it work together. Is yeah, for different yeah, sections? we make it work together okay. for all of the sections, because there, there may be a moment where, um, I'll just throw out a name. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had an injury recently, and his name's Jeffrey Van Skyver. Mm-hmm. He's no longer with the company, mm-hmm. um, but he he had gotten injured and had surgery on his knee, mm-hmm. and he just like everybody was such a huge asset to the company. Sure. Mm-hmm. And many times when he would be on stage, we would all be getting ready to come on. So mm-hmm. it was kind of Alonzo just picking one person, like, okay, uh-huh. you're not going to do this next section because. I need you do to that. do this section. Right. Oh, I need you to be Jeffrey here. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if we're thinking about the ballet from beginning to end, we'll all sit there a moment and say like, okay, well, I'm, I'm on, this, here, I'm on right. this side of the stage right here. And I know that Jeffrey usually like does something coming from this side. He mm-hmm. does a pass. Like I could learn that if you need, because wow. I don't do anything 
in that moment mm-hmm. and the next moment I'm on I'm actually on the other side so I could do that then I don't have to do a crossover I'll just like dance to the other side and then dance back on right um, that's so interesting yeah. yeah that's really fascinating for for us, us to hear yeah pretty rigid roles of rules who, yeah yeah, rules yeah like of, in a balancing ballet you can't just be I mean though we well, sometimes <laughs> before, but it's and not some other necessarily which some happen. other choreographers who would not be happy if they knew that their work had been <laughs> altered. But I think what's compelling here is obviously Alonzo is involved. He, you have the creator with you, so yes. he, he can of course, it. has the liberty yeah, to completely. make these alterations. Right. Completely, yes, and you know he has amazing artists who are ready to do whatever he needs totally. mm-hmm. um so it's it's nice to even notice that the whole company is there to help right mm-hmm. and that it isn't all like just on a one person like the ballet master or the choreographer to like figure it all out right mm-hmm. we kind of just take a quick moment to like help assist so that mm-hmm. they're not racking their brains and you know making somebody yeah. be on stage for an hour straight yeah mm-hmm. we're kind of like helping right shift and mold it and that's an awesome dynamic too instead of just having like the dancers are there the artistic staff is here in front of the room and it's like very separate it sounds mm-hmm. like there's a lot of dialogue going on Completely, and lots of like yeah. everyone's contributing yeah there's it's so really much cool. dialogue um yeah. and it's really wonderful because our ballet our ballet mastress as we call her. Amazing. <laughs> um, because we didn't like the term mistress. Uh, <laughs> Meredith Webster used to dance with the company mm-hmm. for many years. And she now is our upper, mm-hmm. um, if if you call it that, because she really just sees eye to eye with us. Right. And it's so like humbly leveled mm-hmm. working cool. with her because she's been on this side of yeah. the work. Yeah. Um, so we get a lot of information from her, but it's not in this dictatorship mm-hmm. kind of way. Like I'm the I am telling charge. you what yeah. to do. She's kind of investigating with us because she knows what it's like to investigate the work yourself as right. an artist, as a dancer for yeah. Alonzo. Um, so it's very much all inclusive mm-hmm. and we all feel like our ideas matter too, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a big deal. Of course. Yeah. Dance, You're artists. If you feel like you have a say Autonomy. in something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that does to your dancing, because mm-hmm. when you feel oppressed, what does that do to your dancing? <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're at the final portion of our interview called our lightning round, where we're just going to ask you a short question and then you think of what first comes to mind. Okay. So what okay. is your dream role? Agon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want that for you. Uh. Uh, favorite place to tour? You have Israel. a lot to choose from. Oh, wow. That was really fast. Oh, yeah. Fell in love the first moment. And cool. um, I will live there mm. and die there one day. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> What's your favorite part about living in San Francisco? I would have to say it's being in California still. I'm a California boy yeah. and I'm home and my mom's happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have like a, a dream project? Maybe something that you would do with lines? You mentioned that you do, maybe you have choreographed in your bedroom before. Do you yeah. do any <laughs> sort of choreography? Um, I do. Project? I do choreograph. I choreograph on the BFA program um, nice. and the schooling programs. I've gotten the opportunity to do that. Um, but I think ultimately I'm starting to fall back in love with singing oh, fun. Um, and have been doing that for a few years now. And Alonzo actually this last home season commissioned me for one of my works. Great. Um, so my music is now a part of one of the Alonzo King lines ballet. That's incredible. Um, wow. So I would say I want to keep going with that mm-hmm. and making music and seeing 
where that goes. Yeah. Because I'm already so happy being home at Lions. Yeah, absolutely. What a way to come full circle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for for sitting down with us, Michael. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. 